about something that I saw online that I thought was really interesting. I thought it was worth exploring. And uh, we're going to talk about economic racism, uh, whether or not this is economic racism. So a lot of people are concerned that Shikari Richardson and even all a lot of black athletes, for that matter, are not getting contracts that match up with Abby Steiner. Abby Steiner is a superstar at the University of Kentucky. And, uh, and, and, and there's, a, there's a little bit to break down here. So get comfortable, buckle up the seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means we educate our kids. Black first means that we believe in financial intelligence. Black first means that we understand that ownership and the acquisition of resources is the key to our liberation. If you agree with that philosophy, put a hashtag B and the number one in the chat, hashtag B1. Also, give me a yes. Um, I'm, I'm traveling, so I want to make sure I'm coming through okay. So if you can give me a yes in the chat to let me know that you can hear me, I would appreciate it. That way I can know that I'm coming through okay. Uh, also, this podcast is also on Spotify. So if you look up the Dr. Boyce Breakdown on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast, you can actually find it there too. All right. So uh, so let me ask you all a question. How many of you um, have been following the whole situation with Shikari Richardson and, uh, and what's been going on with her track and field career? Um, I've been following pretty closely because I'm a big, big fan of track and field. You know, I love to watch great athletes. Uh, I've been following Shakari since she was at LSU. She was amazing. Uh, I believe, she, if I'm not mistaken, she won the NCAA championship in the 100 meters when she was a freshman, <clears throat> which is a very big deal. It's a very big deal to be able to pull that off. So uh, let's just be clear about this. Let's start off right with with that premise. Uh, Shakari is a uh, is an amazing athlete. You know, I mean, she is really, really talented. Uh, she's one of the best in the world. I uh, put her up against almost anybody. And so uh, there's another person. I'm going to ask you about this other person who's lesser known. Her name is Abby Steiner. Give me a yes in the chat if you've heard about Abby Steiner, if you know about Abby. And uh, now I know about Abby not only because I'm a big track and field fan, but also because I graduated from the University of Kentucky in my undergrad. And and uh, so I follow Kentucky track and field. And I saw this this girl. She's, she happens to be white. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I, I was like kind of stunned because I'm not used to seeing white people run that fast. And uh, and what Abby has done in college has been nothing short of absolutely extraordinary. Let me just say this. She broke the American record that was 20 years old. She broke the indoor American record in the 200 meters. And that record was old. I think Gwen Torrance or somebody had it from way back in like night in the early 1990s. She's a bad, bad, bad sprinter. Amazing. Bad meaning good. Uh, now, at the World Championships, is she is she going to win or not? I don't know, because let me just tell you, the, the Jamaican sprinters are are tough. There's a couple of sisters out there that I think are actually going to beat Abby. So I don't think that she's ready to be world champion in the 200 meters. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. But Abby has been amazing. The 200 meters is her event for Shikari. The 100 meters is her event. So <clears throat> so comparing their times would not be logical because uh, Shikari's faster in terms of PR than Abby at the 100 meters, but but the 100 is not Abby's event. Shikari is a 100-meter specialist. Uh, the 200 meters, 
Abby has run times that Shikari, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Shikari's ever run the time Abby ran when she won the um, the U.S. Nationals. Abby ran 21.77, which is extraordinarily fast. Uh, I don't think Shikari uh, has ever run that fast. And, and she did run the 200, and I don't think she made the final at the U.S. Nationals. So uh, just in terms of straight-up track and field performance, before we even get to the economics, because you guys know I'm an economic expert. Um, my PhD is in finance, so you all know that, but I'd repeat that for people that are new. So this is based on theory and what I'm seeing and observations I'm making on the economic dynamics. But but just talking specifically about performance, both of these women are exceptional in terms of how they perform on the track. Uh, both of them are deserving of many opportunities because they're both extremely good. Shikari is having a bad year. Uh, Abby's having a great year, but still, in terms of overall lifetime achievement, they're they're kind of close together, to be honest with you. So that's one dimension in terms of evaluating this. Because I've heard a lot of you online saying it's racism that this white girl is getting all this money, and I and I I don't I, I hear that. I completely hear that. We know white people get advantages. We know that white folks love white folks. We know that white corporations are going to, you know, they're going to, you know, Abby gets a little bit of the Elvis Presley treatment. You know, Elvis Presley uh, was a, was a great singer, but he wasn't any better than a lot of the black guys. But he got seen in a different light, like a Justin Bieber, because he was white and he was doing something black people do every day. No question about it. <clears throat> but so so that but so the performance aspect is one aspect to look at. And I told you guys they're about even in terms of lifetime achievements and performance. Abby's having a better year, though, because she's actually at the world championships. Shikari didn't make the finals in the 100, didn't make the finals in the 200, and didn't even get invited to run a relay. So Shikari, performance-wise, has been getting her ass kicked this year. For whatever reason, I don't know what's going on. She's just not there. Now, let's talk about it in terms of PR. That's another angle, another dimension that a company is going to look at in terms of deciding you know, who they're going to sign and not sign. Shikari's PR level is, in my view, stronger than, uh, than, than, than Abby's when it comes to sheer magnitude. More people know about Shakari. When I asked you all, and I said, how many of you know about Shakari? A lot of you said yes. When I said, how many of you know about Abby? A lot of you said no. So in terms of just sheer magnitude and power, the power of the name, uh, Shakari dominates Abby. Shakari uh, was as, was so famous that rappers were following her on Instagram. If you go follow her on Twitter, uh, which I do, I follow both of them. Uh, Shakari, if I'm not mistaken, last time I checked, Shakari's Twitter following was probably ten times greater than Abby's. Okay, so so in terms of magnitude of brand, Shakari dominates. But in terms of quality of brand, and and, and y'all might get mad. I don't know. I, I, again, you know, I know we, we we're team black people here. But you can't cheer for just anything just because somebody's black. Shikari has made some of the biggest, most epic economic mistakes that a human being can make. I'm absolutely stunned that there's not somebody getting on, getting up Shikari's ass and saying, what are you doing, girl? Stop it. And maybe people have tried. I'm sure someone has. And maybe she's not listening. Maybe she needs a therapist. Maybe her mental health is not quite there. I have no idea. But my Lord Jesus, when I saw her blow up, you know, and she blew up. Here's where she blew up. I'm gonna give you a little little background on the the timeline. I follow this closely. I'm a big y'all y'all. I don't talk about it much, but I'm a huge fan of track and field. I used to be a track coach. I used to coach kids in the hood in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, you know, when I was uh, first started on the faculty at Syracuse University. Also, I was captain of my track team. So I'm a big fan of track and field. Uh, my favorite track athlete is Ronnie Baker, who is one of the fastest men on earth. He got fifth at the Olympics, and uh, he's out in Louisville. And he was actually on the same track team that I was, but just 20 years later, right? So I'm I'm, I'm really big in the track. So I followed this. Shakari blew up when she got banned from the Olympics for smoking weed. 
That's when she blew up. That's when everybody started talking about her. That's when she was on Good Morning America. That's when everything got really big. She did okay from a PR standpoint because she found, uh, you know, an excuse. You know, I think she said my biological mother died and that's why I was smoking weed. I Honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't believe it. I'm like, no, you probably smoke weed just because it's a Tuesday, but that's whatever. I don't care. I'm not judging your life. Uh, and then when it was kind of weird to me, when somebody says my mother died, they just say my mother died. They don't say my biological mother died. So that tells me that, that you know, her and her mom were probably not that close, to be honest with you. So, so I was like, okay, I get it. Somebody just said, okay, frame it in a certain way so you'll get public sympathy and it's going to work. It worked. It worked. What happened was that Shakari sparked a huge debate. There was a huge debate whether or not, you know, weed is okay. You know, weed isn't going to make you faster. Like, why are they banning it? That's that's wrong. That's racist. That's messed up. Okay. Either way, she had a lot of public sympathy. She got a lot of great attention. Well, that's when all the rappers started chiming in and following her. That's when she started blowing up. I got a sense also that she started really feeling herself. I, you know, I don't know about y'all. Give me a yes or no if you kind of felt this way, but she started sort of taking on that that hip hop persona. The hip hop persona is one that's very boastful, very much like, look at me, I'm here, bitches, I'm the baddest, man. you know, like like that's that's kind of like that, that hip hop culture. And I and I'm and I'm gonna say that I don't like it all the time. I, I think that that humility goes a long way. You can be the baddest sob on the block but you ain't got to always tell everybody that you know you and and, and then what, here's the other thing too when you're in a sport like track and field you have no idea how talented these people are these people are off the chain talented so even if you are the fastest human being on the planet there's always somebody right there ready to take that spot from you you can't sit back and say oh well look at me i'm the best i'm the goat can't nobody touch me especially when you just walked in the game and you got people like Shelly Ann Frazier Price over in Jamaica, who's always on point. She's always ready. Go watch Shelly Ann Frazier Price. She does not play. Those Jamaican women do not play. And then there's another woman who's beating Shelly. I, I, I don't have her name in front of me. I, I apologize. But, but so the point is that track and field's not really a sport where there's a lot of room for you to just be boastful or, to, or just step in the game and declare yourself as kind of the new flow Joe and, and things like that. And that's what I got. You know, she was, you know, Shakari was wearing the flamboyant outfits and, and kind of recapturing the imagination of the public in a good way, but kind of doing it in a way where I wondered, I said, I wonder how her competitors feel. I wonder if they're feeling a little bit irritated that she's, you know, gladly clamoring the spotlight. On one hand, they should be grateful because she's bringing attention to the sport. I'd never seen that many people watch the, um, um, watch that track meet that she was in. I can't remember what's up. Uh, it's the one in Oregon. I it, it, I can't remember the name of it right now. But but literally, I was like, wow, she's got the whole country watching this track meet. I think that's really great. You know, I think this is really good for the sport because you have some of your best athletes in track. So in that regard, they should be appreciative of what Shakari brought. The downside is that that arrogance. Um, if your mouth is writing big checks then your ass better be able to cash them. Elaine Thompson, that's her name. That's the Jamaican woman who's beating Shelly and Frazier Price, right? And, and so so Shakari was writing big checks, and I said, I don't think she's going to be able to cash those big checks because those Jamaican women are on their game. And you so so then Shakari gets blasted. She goes out and runs, and, and I, I don't know what's going on. I have my speculation, to be honest with you. My speculation, honestly, is that most – it's a Prefontaine classic. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't remember it. But – um. But, you know, but but I, I suspect, honestly, that most of the fastest athletes probably on some kind of doping regimen. They I just don't believe I'm sorry. Call me a skeptic. But I believe that to run that fast. Remember, Fred Curley is running times that 
Ben Johnson ran when he blew away the field back in, you know, in 1988 times that were considered to be impossible. And, it, and, and so I have a hard time believing that you can run that fast without some kind of enhancement. Let's just say that. So it made me wonder when someone drops that much, when they slow down that much in that shorter period of time, it makes me wonder if her, if her, if her regimen was kind of disrupted, you know, right. Whatever supplements or whatever she had to take, you know, but again, I'm not going to put that on her. And if I did, it's not me putting it just on her. It's really me saying, I think in the whole sport, I think that everybody's getting their little edges and that's just what it is. So I don't judge it though. I don't care. I don't think it makes you a bad person. It's just life. Right. So, so here's the deal. So Shakari gets her butt kicked. Um, then here's another pivotal moment in terms of destroying her brand. Cause I believe she really has destroyed her brand. Um, when she did that post-race post interview, she was incredibly immature. She was not gracious at all. She did not congratulate the winners in any meaningful or, or um, authentic way. She, came, she, she was cussing on live TV, just doing a lot of stuff that is not going to make you a household name in corporate America. Now, I get it. I get it. Shit, I cuss all the damn time. I do a lot of stuff where you'll never hear, you'll never see me as a household name. You'll never have, you know, uh, you know, Xfinity back by backing Dr. Boyce Watkins to put Dr. Boyce in every household. I, I'm not that guy. I get that. I totally understand it. But at the same time, you have to know what that comes with, you know. And in her situation, if she's my daughter, I say, okay, sweetie, do you understand what's going to happen if you get up there and you start, you know, acting a damn fool? And she did. That interview was just terrible. It was one of the worst TV interviews I've ever seen. She literally stepped in the middle of the biggest spotlight in the world and absolutely dropped the ball. And uh, I don't know what was going on with her. I don't know what her advisors were telling her, but it was absolutely terrible. And let me just say this, too. And this is, again, y'all don't think I'm cheering for the white girl, but I'm not. I'm really not. I'm cheering for Shikari. Uh, if she ever wanted to call me, I would I would say, hey, OK, if you listen to me, I, I'll tell you, I'll give you I'll share everything I know. But I don't know if she's listening to anybody. But let me just tell this. Uh, you might think I'm cheering for the white girl, but I'm not. Uh, you know, uh, Abby Steiner wouldn't have done that. If you've watched any interviews Abby Steiner has done, she has played the game. She's played the game by being, um, you know, decent and humble and and just, you know, considerate and all these things. Right. And remember, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is not even just a black or white thing, because uh, and this is maybe where the subtleties of racism do come into play. There are other really extraordinary black athletes out here that are not named Shikari Richardson who understand how to do an interview. You know, they, and they're much more accomplished. Have you ever, anybody, give me a yes or no. Has anybody heard of a thing Mo? Has anybody heard of a thing Mo? Give me a yes or no if you've heard of a thing Mo. Uh, her last name is spelled M-U. Give me a yes or no in the chat. If you don't know who a thing Mo is, you need to go look her up. Look her up right now because she is amazing. Has anybody heard of... um? of uh, Sydney McLaughlin. Sydney McLaughlin broke the world record at the Olympics. Amazing, bad, badass black woman, right? Right at a University of Kentucky where I'm from. So I, I follow Sydney very closely. Uh, look up Delilah Muhammad, who is Sydney's arch rival. Class act. Her family, her whole family uh, was featured and they were cheering her on at the Olympics. And it was the whole village worked to raise this little girl to go on and do amazing things. She used to compete against my my daughter. My She's my goddaughter, but she's like my daughter. I'm gonna go see her on Monday. Actually, I love her to death. And uh, my, my goddaughter happened to be the number one uh, high jumper. In, in, in America, she was ranked number one in, in the country. So she got scholarships to every college she wanted to go to. And she would talk about Delilah Muhammad and how competing against Delilah Muhammad was literally the scariest thing she'd ever done. 
right? So Delilah Muhammad is amazing. There are so many other great athletes that I think we can focus on without making this Shikari situation indicative of the whole black experience. All black people are not going to act an ass the way Shikari did. And the fact that Shikari is choosing not to take advice, that's on her. That's going to be that those are going to be her regrets that she's going to have over the next 30 or 40 years. Now, so we talked about three two pieces here. We talked about the uh, magnitude of the brand. We also talked about you know things like the, the quality of the brand and the level of the performance. Now, you know, you can get into the fuzziness of race and race and economics. Let's just be clear. Let's be 100% clear. Part of the reason Abby Steiner is getting so much attention and so much money is because she's white. No question about it. If she were black, she would still get a lot of attention. She would still make a lot of money. She probably wouldn't get $2 million because it's not as interesting. It's not as original to see uh, a black woman do amazing things as it is to see a white woman do amazing things because we dominate sports anyway. Uh, no, it's the Larry Bird effect, the Elvis Presley effect, the Justin Bieber effect. All these effects are absolutely 100% true. <clears throat> now, is that necessarily racism? That part, I'm not sure about. And let me tell you why. If you are selling a product and you've got two athletes that are equally talented, one white, one black, and most of your audience, most of the people buying that product are going to be white. Which person is going to help you sell more units of that product? Which person? The white person or the black person? It would be the white person. Because y'all know how white people get when they see their their heroes. When they see the great white hope, they, they spend all kinds of money. They're ready to, to buy whatever. Now, now, there are some products where maybe black people buy more of that. I don't know. Maybe if it's, you know, Popeye's chicken or something, I don't, whatever the hell we buy. You know, maybe maybe in that particular case, it makes sense to pay more to the black woman or to the, the black brand ambassador because the black brand ambassador can bring you more of the customers that are in your target demographic. So a lot of the 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 money paid to an athlete to represent a product is based on how well does this athlete get us into our target audience? Who is our target audience? So if our target audience is Chinese people and I've got a Chinese athlete or versus a black athlete or a white athlete, then I'm going to pay the money to the Chinese athlete because the Chinese athlete can sell Chinese products to, to Chinese people. So, so I'd be curious to know, you know, when you talk about selling Pumas, Pumas, the company that, you know, remember they, they signed with two different companies. Shakari signed with Nike. Uh, uh, Abby signed with, signed with Puma. When I'm selling Pumas, how many uh, black people are black people my dominant audience when I'm trying to sell Pumas? Do black people buy more? How many of y'all give me a yes or no? Yes or no. How many of you in this audience own a pair of Pumas? Who in the fuck even buys Pumas anymore anyway? I know I don't. I bought Pumas in the 80s. I don't buy Puma shoes. Right. So 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 my point is to say that black athletes are certainly marketable. We know this. Uh, actually, my mentor, my best buddy, uh, Dr. Tommy Whitler, is one of the world's leading experts on the use of race in advertising. I'm going to call him and ask him what he thinks. He's at DePaul University. And one of the things that he did say is that if you have a black person in an ad, White people don't necessarily walk away from your product just because the person in the ad is black. So to th that does lend itself to the argument that you certainly want as a corporation to make sure you're 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 um, you're, you're funding or, or or doing endorsement deals with black athletes as well as white ones. And they do. But let's just be clear. 
Abby Steiner is a once in a generation kind of athlete because white people just don't typically do what she has done. Shakari, we have a new Shakari Richardson every year because black people are just that lit. We're that amazing. We're that extraordinary. We're that damn good at what we do. Uh, we dominate track and field. If you watch the uh, finals of the Olympic men's 100 meter dash, usually it's a bunch of black dudes. And then there's one Chinese guy who somehow is able to make a Sue Bing Tan. I think that's his name. So it literally, but black men, we dominate black women. We dominate. And so, um, so that, and that's just what it is. So it's not as, it's not as uncommon when we do something great as it is when some, when someone not black does it, uh, you know, and so, so, so I'm going to say, you know, is it racism or is it not racism? I think that you can make an argument that there is some racism there, but I think at the same time, if Shikari were a white girl doing exactly what she's doing right now, do you think that they would want to sign her to a deal? Give me a yes or no. If she were a white girl who was acting a damn fool, you know, fucking up her interviews, um, you know, being going crazy on Twitter and yelling and screaming about everything and coming in last in her races, not even making the finals of the U.S. Nationals. Do you think that she would get a contract? Do you think she'd get a $2 million deal from Puma? Yes or no? So you can't say it's all racism. I just proved that it's not. You can't. You can't. It's not all racism because if Shikari were white, we will be clowning her just like we clowning her as a black. I'm not clowning her. I'm sorry. I take that back. I don't want to clown her because she's young. Here's the other thing, too. This is this gives hope to Shikari. She's a she's a young lady. She can come back. Let me just tell you this. I've studied her uh, background in terms of, you know, her track performances. If Shikari comes back and can get a coach that can get her to the level that she that I believe she can reach, Shikari could easily become Olympic champion. That's how good she is. So don't write her off. Don't assume that she's garbage or that her career is over. Her career ain't over. Shikari could have a very long career, but all the distractions. You got to kill all that, man. You know, I'm telling you, this hip hop shit will, will mess up everything you're doing, like getting caught up with the celebrities and the rappers and and all this, you know, ch- jibber jabbing on the Internet. No, that's not what a high level athlete does. I follow all these athletes. And let me just tell you, I follow there are a few that I love that I love to follow. I, love, I follow Fred Curley, the fastest man on Earth. Fred Curley is very focused on winning. That's it. Um, when I follow, you know, I, I do follow Abby Steiner. I follow uh, Gabby Thomas uh, out of Harvard, who's uh, who's who would have would have been the 200 meter champion if she hadn't pulled a hamstring. Yo, they're very focused on winning. You know, they, they they you don't really see a lot of athletes really getting into all that crazy chest thumping behavior because they know how hard it is to win at that level. Ronnie Baker, who I who I know personally, uh, who out of, because he's out of Louisville. Ronnie Baker, who got fifth at the Olympics, I, I thought he could win. He's actually beaten the fastest man in the world before. He's that he's that fast. Ronnie Baker is as focused as the day is long. When I hit Ronnie up and I say, hey, we got this other thing going on. You want to participate? Ronnie almost always says no. Why? Well, because to compete at that level, you got to be focused. And I don't get this sense that Shakari's focused. So if Shakari sees this video, I, I would like for her to know, like, look, we ain't hating on you. We just need you to focus. Be as great as we know that you can be, it, you know, because if you keep on getting distracted, people gonna keep on laughing at you, you know. And 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 then when she does things that they come off as audacious, like I think she gave some sort of speech about representing all athletes. Well, athletes are human beings, and y'all press, y'all need to stop putting cameras in people's faces and da da da. A lot of athletes, good athletes who have won Super Bowls and NBA championships and 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 Olympic medals, were looking at her like, who in the hell do you think you are? You just got here. You ain't even been here 10 minutes and you're representing all athletes. No, you can do that if you are an Allison Felix. 
because Allison Felix is 20 years deep in the game and has carried herself with dignity and extreme talent and has has the medals around her neck. You know, you could do that if you are a Michael Jordan or a LeBron, right? Because you won final championships. You've gotten to that level. But if you're just the new person on the block thinking that you're going to come in and take over a game where you don't even understand how difficult it is to take that game over, then you look overconfident. You look silly. You look immature. You look ridiculous. Right now, Shikari looks ridiculous, but it doesn't have to be that way. I believe that if she focuses, you'll get a chance to see what she's really all about because I believe that when she's on top of her game, she can run with the Jamaicans. But just know that all those Jamaican women, Elaine Thompson, uh, uh, the, the other Shelly Ann Frazier-Price, they're going to show up with their game face on, and they ain't playing. So that's my two cents on the issue. Um, I hope that this helps. I know this was a little bit of an economic conversation, but I took it in, in different directions because I told you I'm a big fan of track and field. I'm a big fan of black women. I'm a big fan of of, of people getting their money. I'm a big fan of success. So um, so that's my two cents. Uh, let's see. Uh, Daly says that you called a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking about this for a year and it makes me sad. I just watch it and it's just like, oh, Lord, somebody needs to get you to a therapist and somebody needs to gain enough confidence to get you to listen to some adults, like go sit with some OGs in the game so they can tell you what you're doing wrong. Cause whoever's advising you, they don't love you. They, they, nobody, nobody could care about you if they're telling you to go out and do the stuff that you're doing right now. Cause she's going to end up with a lifetime of regret because she's going to throw millions of dollars out the window. She carry, if she has stayed cool, she could have signed a five, $10 million endorsement deal. I would have said, Hey, let's go find some cannabis companies and let's go and make you the face of these cannabis companies that are trying to get their brand out there. And believe me, they would have wrote blank checks to that girl. But when she got out there acting a damn fool, a lot of them said, no, nah, we don't want to deal with the nonsense. So that's just my two cents. Um, I know some of y'all may not agree and it's okay, but I'm just telling you, I, I, I really, I, I see money just going out the door and it makes me sad. All right, everybody. Well, uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, also, if you happen to live in Atlanta, on the 22nd, my wife is doing a speed dating event. You know, my wife is a couples therapist, so she likes to matchmake and all that. So her and the rapper D1 are co-hosting an event at the Legacy Center that's a speed dating event. So if that's something that you are interested in, you can actually go to uh, boysandalicia.com. Uh, actually, on boyswalkins.com. Just everything's at boyswalkins.com. So if you go to my website, you can find the link to speed dating, but you have to live in the Atlanta area and come down. Uh, the other thing is um, on the 29th, I'll be in Detroit. Uh, for the Black Wealth Builder Summit with Herb Strather. Uh, and all that's on boyswalkins.com. So if you're interested in any of those things, feel free to just go to my website and take a look. Uh, hit the thumbs up on your way out. Make sure you subscribe. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'm about to go eat dinner. I'll talk to you later. Peace.